Hi, thanks for joining us. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of The Hollywood Parents Guide, Young Hollywood Actors, and Top Hollywood Acting Teachers. And today, my guest on the Hometown to Hollywood podcast is director, producer, and choreographer Kenny Ortega. Kenny has directed many iconic film, TV, and theater projects, but he's best known for his work directing Newsies, Hocus Pocus, This Is It, High School Musical 1, 2, and 3, and Descendants 1, 2, and 3, as well as creating choreography for Michael Jackson, Cher, Madonna, Gloria Estefan, and Elton John. He's won three Emmy Awards and two Directors Guild of America Awards, among many others, and was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He recently produced and directed Julie and the Phantoms for Netflix. Kenny, welcome to the podcast. My friend, Bonnie, so, so delighted to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. We have worked a long time to get this date together. (laughs) And we've watched your little girl grow up. I know. And she's off shooting (laughs) one of her dreams come true right now. Powerpuff. (laughs) It's it's been it's been quite a journey and it's been such a pleasure to share so much of my girl with you. You did such a great job there. And you know how much I appreciate it. We had such a marvelous time and a successful time working together. I adore Dove with all of my heart. And uh, you did such a beautiful job parenting. And she's the first to say it. So. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Well, she adores you. And you know, I do too. Thank you. And and here we are. And, and it wasn't always a thing that you'd be sitting and, and, and your life would look the way it looks today. One time you were a child growing up in Redwood City, California, which is near San Francisco, maybe dreaming that your life might look like this? What inspired you to pursue a career in entertainment? Oh, I I think uh, teachers, uh, the love of dance and music that my family had, my grandmother, my mother and father, uh, the enjoyment that they got of watching old musicals on television in our little black and, on our black and white television set in the 1950s. Uh, uh, theater, uh, getting a chance to do children's theater and, 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 and the theater in high school and eventually getting into a repertory theater in the San Francisco Bay Area. And, and, and maybe most of all, you know, as a 14-year-old kid, my parents took uh, us to the drive-in to see West Side Story. And that and that was, I mean, uh, evidently the story goes that they kicked me out of the car because I couldn't sit still. And so I stood next to the car, next to the speaker standing and, and dancing as I watched this brilliant motion picture. Um, and, and that really just kind of gave me a vision of, you know, this, that I wanted to move in this direction, watching George Chakaris uh, play Bernardo and dance and, and then come to win an Academy Award as a Latin, you know, American uh, uh, actor, all of that, all of those things, mentors and teachers and family and, and film and television, it was all kind of there whispering to me. And then I think my own voice inside of me going, this is for real. Don't let anything stop you from continuing to dream because this is for real. Mm, I love that. I think, I think that people don't talk enough about that, that, that still quiet voice that you hear. If you can just slow down enough, mm-hmm. take a breath and just listen mm-hmm. because that voice 
always has something to say. Mm-hmm. It's the most honest voice and it has your back. It's the voice that, you know, that I think is God given. And, and sometimes it, it can be so quiet that you might not even know it's there or hear it. And sometimes it's telling you the truth and what's best for you, but you might not always be able to follow the advice because of your predicament. So you know that you have to make a choice that your inner self is saying, well, this is not really going to benefit you, but you need to pay the rent or something. You know what I mean, Bonnie? Yeah, I but do. I, but I, I came to a place in my life, though, thank, thankfully, where I could depend on that voice. And although I opened myself up to so many other voices, you know, big ears, listening to all that's around me, I would take it all to that voice and say, okay, we've heard all of these ideas and I would meditate there. And, and that always delivered me the best advice. Mm, thank you. I love that so much. And by the way, I have to say that my own life experience completely affirms everything you've just said. When did you decide that you wanted to pursue choreography? Um, was there a particular artist of production? Was it, was it West Side Story? Was it, was it that amazing mm-hmm. performance? No, I had the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing choreographers at a very young age. And I didn't like most of them. I didn't like the majority of them. They were not the nicest people. They didn't treat me with or, or others with the kind of kindness or respect that I had expected, but they were really talented or they wouldn't be in the situations that they were in. Luckily for me, I managed to like, you know, uh, as a young person, um, I, 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 auditioning in the San Francisco Bay Area, I landed a number of opportunities to work with professional companies. And, and I found that, um, you, know, you know, today, you know, uh, it, it, there's a different individual in the room. Uh, back then, um, you know, sometimes you wondered if you were even be, if you could even be seen. If, 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 you know, if, if, the, if the person in the room that was auditioning you or, or, or working with you was even aware that you were standing there. Um, so I didn't really want to be that. Um, and I, and so I, I pursued uh, acting and, and until I got off the road, I was in the national touring company of the musical hair from the time I was 19 until I was 22. And I was getting ready to do Jesus Christ Superstar. And, and these young men walked up to me in a nightclub where I was dancing my, the night away and said, we've been watching you and we heard that you're, you know, that you know theater and we have this band and we're called the Tubes and we do a lot of theatrical stuff. However, we're, we're injuring each other and, and we're getting ourselves into trouble because we don't really have theatrical backgrounds or the knowledge of how to sort of construct. And, and, and they said, would you come watch a rehearsal? And, and they invited me to a warehouse uh, behind the opera house in San Francisco, one folding chair, with all of this rock and roll equipment, with, uh, with, with dancers and a leading lady and, and this extraordinary front man, and I was blown away. I had never witnessed anything as brave or courageous or spontaneous, or, and, and I sat there and when it was over, they said, will you please work with us? And I said, yes! Just right then, I did, and I and I and I remembered walking a couple of blocks, finding a telephone booth, and calling up the general manager of Jesus Christ Superstar, and said, "I'm joining a rock and roll band." <laughs> and for the next decade, I was the artistic director of a rock and roll band that incorporated ballet, theater, 
uh, uh, improv uh, and, 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 you know, all kinds of everything from, you know, uh, uh, fabulous drag queens to ballet dancers. The Hells Angels even came onto the stage in one of our concerts in San Francisco. We traveled the world. We made a name for ourselves. We sort of were pioneers of a new industry in rock and roll. And that's when choreography came in and all that I had learned. And, and I realized that I could be my own kind of choreographer. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, um, and, and, and then when I... When I saw I was seeking management, they said, you know, management said, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do everything. I want to direct. I want to act. I want, and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can we talk about maybe just focusing in on one idea for a minute? And Mike Connor, my first manager in Los Angeles, said, let's go with choreography. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and he was like, after six months, if you don't like the idea, then we'll have another conversation and we'll change it up. Well, in six months, I was getting calls from Madonna and Cher. And suddenly I was like, wow, this is taking me to places that I never imagined for myself. So choreography really became this sort of opportunity for me to meet the world, meet the industry. And, and then without having to ask, I was given the opportunity to do all the rest of the things that I had hoped for in my life. Directing, so, producing, yeah, yeah, so yeah. much creativity, yeah, so many amazing from there. things. It all came from there. Well, so so how did you then make the jump from choreography to directing? It just sort of was a natural unfolding, or well, you know, I think that directors saw it within me, um, and um, John Hughes, the director John Hughes, who wrote The Breakfast Club and directed The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Pretty in Pink and so many incredible movies in the eighties. Uh, I choreographed a, a couple of movies for him, and then I got a call from him. He was at Paramount. I'll never forget it. And and I went to visit him, and he said, I'd like you to do another movie with me. And I said, are you kidding? Of course, John. You know, yes. And he said, here's the script. The, the only thing is, I want you to direct the choreography in this movie. And I was like, explain. And he said, I'm doing a movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I have this big parade scene that happens in the middle of Chicago, and I want you to direct it. And I said, but I'm not in the director's guild. And he said, say yes, and I'll make a call right now. Yeah. And he picked wow. up the phone and he called the Directors Guild of America and he sent me down there. And I went down there and um, and he wrote the check. I mean, he was like just a godsend. And and uh, so my very, very first directing experience in film was for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then that opened up the opportunity for me after that. Hi. With the entertainment industry changing every day, I'm continuing to work to be a source of inspiration and information in your life. As it's been for five seasons and over 120 episodes, the Hometown to Hollywood podcast will be there for you. Now, I'm asking you to be there for us. The podcast has been a labor of love for years, and now I'm asking if Hometown to Hollywood's been a friend to you, if it's helped, educated, and inspired you, Please become a supporter of the podcast. For only $5 a month, the price of a latte, you can become a friend of the podcast and help me afford to continue to do the work that you've come to depend on for honest, insightful interviews that shed light on how to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you can afford it, pitch in $10 a month and become a good friend of the podcast. Your support helps supplement the people who can only give $5 a month. Join 
now. Just go to hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. That's hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. And in just two clicks, you can have access to the complete version of this incredibly informative conversation, as well as each upcoming episode and the entire collection of over 120 past episodes. If you can't afford $5 a month to subscribe, the first 10 minutes of every episode will still be available for free. Subscribers get the full episodes delivered right to their inbox. Thank you. I appreciate your support, and I can't wait to share the exciting upcoming conversations with you. Meanwhile, if you could use some one-on-one coaching, invest in a video consultation session with me. Just go to hometowntohollywood.com and click on the consultation page. In 60 or 90 minutes, you can get peace of mind and a detailed action plan. Remember, the future belongs to those who believe in their dreams.